This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Frida Liu and it's the last Monday of the month, Okay, which means a lot of things. Many organisations emphasise academic qualifications and technical competencies when hiring new people. However, it is becoming more evident that for organisations to have healthy, happy work cultures that promote innovation, creativity and productivity, hiring managers and leaders need to also pay attention to another two aspects, EQ and SQ. So in the context of this discussion, EQ refers to emotional intelligence while SQ refers to spiritual intelligence intelligence. Uh, Academic qualifications and technical competencies are categorized under IQ, which is different from IQ as defined by Mensa. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what are IQ, EQ and SQ and why are they so important in the workplace? Why is it particularly important for leaders to have these skills? So this morning, the last Monday of the month, we have Human Equation founder Sheila Singham with us on Razor Games Tools for Transformation series to discuss the need for multiple intelligences and how they impact organizations and their culture. Welcome back, Sheila. Thank you, Frida. So, yes, please explain what IQ, EQ and SQ mean in the context of today's discussion. Okay, in the context of today's discussion, um, <clears throat> IQ definitely doesn't mean that, you know, you got a score of uh, something 150 and you're a genius under the, the I'll never be guideline. I'll never be employed <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> yeah, so IQ here in this context refers to intellectual intelligence it refers to your competencies your technical competencies your academic qualifications necessary to do the job so when we apply for the job we need to have this line if you're applying for a legal department job you need to have at least a law degree and a basic degree yeah so um, these are the capabilities we have which are relating to the job Entry-level requirements, Mm. like usually. Mm. Then we have EQ, which is emotional intelligence. Now, this concept has been around since the 1920s. It's like almost 100 years. However, it was Daniel Goleman who first formulated it in terms of a theory of performance 20 years ago. Frida, it's been around 20 years ago. And you would imagine everybody would have come up to to scratch already you know Mm. but there's so many people out there leading companies run managing people who do not understand the concept of EQ let alone have it you know Mm. so um, it is actually Daniel Goldman's model uh, refers to um, an EQ that comprises four domains first is Mm. self-awareness self-awareness is ability to understand your emotions and to accurately and honestly assess yourself right it's knowing yourself your weaknesses and stuff like that and never being in denial of them. The second domain is self-management. It's being able to control and regulate your own emotions and the capability to adapt and change and innovate Mm. according to situations and people as well as to maintain your standards and your values. Values of integrity, honesty and all that. Holding fast and leaving them out. That Mm. is also part of self-management. Then, so those are like the personal yeah. qualities, huh? personal qualities. The second two are social awareness, mm-hmm. which includes the ability to empathize. So to be able to consider employees' feelings in the process of making decisions, which I'm afraid doesn't really happen that much today. When you cannot handle step two, uh, how to get to step three? Uh, so right? you just make arbitrary decisions based on what I think should be good for the company and what people should do and you know how they should work without taking into consideration people's you know thoughts about it. And then the final domain is relationship management. Mm. which covers the ability to communicate, influence, collaborate, and build bonds. So you've got these four domains now. Okay. If you are uh, adept and you have all these competencies, then you've got EQ. Mm. 
Mm, okay. okay. Now, SQ is spiritual intelligence. And mm. people say well, spiritual, it's got nothing to do with religion. Yeah. All right. Although sometimes by having a really deep and meaningful relationship with your creator, whatever you conceive him to be, that does sometimes enhance your spiritual intelligence. But being religious, you know, praying regularly and going through the motions of organized religion does not make you have spiritual intelligence. Mm. It is about transformation. Mm-hmm. It's about asking yourself the question, who am I really? What am I here for? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose and what is my passion? All right? So when your IQ and EQ are governed by your SQ, your thoughts and your emotions are transformed into quality and given a whole new picture. So that's what makes you get up. Now, I ask you a question, Frida. Right. Do you get up in the morning and say, I love my job. I've got this purpose to go out there. And I do, actually. Yes. That's SQ. Mm. That's living out your purpose. That's being joyous about life with all its bumps, you know, its valleys and peaks. You still <laughs> find joy in the valleys. And of course, when you're at the peaks, you know, a sense of exhilaration and this is what I'm here for. Although this morning's exercise session was really tough. Okay. And then I was like, really? What am I doing here? Yeah, it's a bit hard to have SQ when you're in the gym with your trainer kick. Um, well, I can't say those words. <laughs> you know, kicking you in the you-know-where. Right. So, so why is it so important for people to have EQ and SQ? And are they more crucial considerations than IQ when we hire new people? Okay, I think today, especially in the West, especially with, uh, you know, geographical boundaries dropping when, you know, with a lot of cross-cultural connections, relationships, business being done, we really need to make sure that our people have enhanced EQ and SQ. People with EQ and SQ have a higher degree of self-awareness than those who don't, yeah? They're more honest with themselves. They can take feedback better. Now, one instance of someone who doesn't have IQ cannot take feedback okay mm. and I think we spoke about that last month you know how to take feedback and so um, to be more in tune with people's feelings and also to be able to empathize and respect other people's map of the world mm. all right to be able to build working relationships so that they can communicate and collaborate now across boundaries there's so many different sets of values belief systems cultural differences so you need to have that EQ to be able to put yourself into people's shoes and understand where they're coming from in business discussions and so on because if, if you're a late back and generally Malaysians are somewhere between late very late back and very sort of you know um, proper about yeah. things right we're somewhere in between. between so if you're working with people in very late back culture can be very frustrating and then if you're we- working with people who are very sort of prim and proper also for us it's like oh, yeah, why so serious relax lah you know what I mean so we need to be able to learn to understand where they're coming from and to operate that way mm. Okay, now another thing about people who got high EQ and SQ, they're normally very motivated, self-motivated. Mm. They don't wait for the bosses to continuously have to pat them on the shoulder because you see they have a sense of purpose. Mm. No matter how small the job, all right, it is never they never see it as I'm being unimportant. Now I'll tell you, I worked in an organization where the tea lady had more SQ than the. The manager Then the manager Yeah Because she would come in Every morning She was so optimistic Adik mau minum teh Anak gula And she was so Joyous about her job Of making right. tea Which were really was Very infected uh-huh. infect, uh, Infectious yes. You know So every morning Even the tea tasted nicer The tea tasted nicer And every morning When I used to see her It 
kind of brightened my day. Mm-hmm. But when the manager came in with his grumpy demeanor and all that, I'm like, oh, okay, another grumpy face. You know what I mean? So uh, it doesn't mean that you are you are higher level. You have more EQ. But the point is, you need to mm. going higher up. You need to be having more EQ and more SQ because you're driving the organization and the people. Okay, so what are some examples of people with low EQ and SQ? What impact do they have on the workplace? I'm sure you've experienced it. Yeah. Everyone who's listening, we have experienced it. These are the grumpy, moody, ever so often complaining people, the backbiting people, the, the, the type that try and pull others who are going up down because they don't have the competency and the drive and the SQ to want to go higher up as well. You know, they're always sabotaging. They're always unhappy. When you see like this, a high turnover, people very unhappy, People backbiting, you know that that's a culture with a low EQ. Now, I mm. always say, in my years of coaching and training, that's one thing that's commonly uh, lacking in people is their inability to manage their thoughts and behaviors to take charge of their outcomes. Mm. So, always build in a module which is called operate, which call operating at cause mm. instead of effect. Because when you're operating at effect, you are reacting to yeah. the world around you. When you operate at cause, you are actually creating mm. uh, what you want. You are creating your world. Yeah. So, I always tell people until you can take charge of that, don't think about having EQ and SQ. That is the fundamentals of EQ to manage your thoughts. So. So even though Frida, let's say I've had a quar- I mean, I'm upset with you about mm. something. When you walk into the office, I don't give you dagger looks, and yeah. I come there and just. I was looking at you, and then don't smile. Ah, mm. give you like you know either passive aggressive behavior yes. or or come to you and then uh, jilling, you know, or yeah. just start blasting you. That's yeah. no EQ. Right. It's about me managing. Okay, I'm upset with Frida about something, so. Let me go and sit down with her and say, look, Frida, I need to have a cup of coffee and talk to you about this because it's interfering in my ability to work with you. Mm. You know, so that's someone with EQ, the ability to give feedback in a very grac- gracious manner and also to receive it in a gracious manner. Okay, so All then right? uh, examples of people with high EQ and SQ. We'll talk about that after this with Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Raise Your Game on Enterprise. Good morning. This is Frida Liu uh, and Sheila Singham here with us for her Tools of Transformation series. She joins us in the last Monday of every month. Um, and again, every time I look at your face, I know why the month has gone by. Uh, so we're talking about why EQ and SQ are crucial to the workplace. We're talking about how examples of people with low EQ and uh, SQ. Hmm. What about people with high uh, emotional intelligence and and spiritual intelligence, how do they influence the corporate culture and performance? You can actually tell when you walk into an office if there are people like this. Mm. You know, you, everyone seems to gravitate around them. There's yeah. just, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound spiritual, but it's almost as if there's a light radiating yeah. from them. And they're like the magnets that attract people and everyone wants to go have lunch with them and hang out with them. Yeah. Now, a study done by Pennsylvania State University, they looked at self-awareness, the self-awareness component of uh, emotional intelligence and transformational leadership. And they said that self-awareness may enable leaders to understand the emotional implications of their own feelings and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So managers who have sharp sense of self-awareness also have more attributes of emotional intelligence, are able to empathize also more with their people, are also more conscious of what they are saying and doing that might impact their people. So they can actually, they in the end, they become more effective. That's why people want to be around them right. because they care. 
Yeah. Because they are clued into their own weaknesses mm. and strengths, um, and they are not, not afraid in, to show it. Not afraid. Not insecure about it. Mm. So people, and one thing that characterizes people with high IQs, they're able to look at the mistakes made, whether their own or you know anybody else below them, subordinates or anything, and just look and say, look, let's take the learnings from this and let's move on. Let's take the new learnings, apply it change the process or whatever and move on without sitting and wallowing in a, in a, in a admiring yourself in blame or blaming mm. other people. Okay? Mm. So they see mistakes as a step up, not a stumbling block. Another thing is they're not a drain on the organizational mm. um, resources because with people who are have low EQ, you constantly have to spend a lot of time motivating them and pujo them and you know um, it's very tiring like it is. you can you can tell sometimes the atmosphere is palpable when you go in and it's it's light and it's easy and it's happy you can feel that energy right. but sometimes you go in when there's low EQ and everyone's grumbling and backbiting and politicking and yeah. you know there's just so much of negativity no one raises their head and everyone looks so miserable you just know that mm. this company company needs a real big dose of EQ and SQ. La. Okay, so w where in the corporate ladder are EQ and SQ be, uh, becoming more important? Uh, is it in the lower rungs or the higher rungs? I would actually say it's important everywhere. Mm. If you got, if you're at a starting point in the company in your career and you got high EQ, you are already, um, you you've already got like additional points you yeah. know, for consideration for promotion and all that. And that's assuming your boss also has got high EQ lah. Because if your boss doesn't have high EQ, he's got low EQ and SQ skills. He's not going to recognize your high EQ. Mm. Or he might even be threatened by it that yeah. people prefer you, that you're calm, you know, that you're a problem solver and things like that. Okay, so the more EQ and SQ you have at any level, the better. Having said that, it is especially crucial to have high EQ and SQ skills the higher you go up the corporate ladder because um, these four domains of EQ that we mentioned earlier, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness and relationship management are so needed because leaders need to know their own strengths and weaknesses mm. and then before they can recognise it in others, if you don't recognise your own strengths and weaknesses, how are you going to see it reflected in others, right? Mm. We always look at others at others for what is you know in inherent in us ourselves mm -hmm. okay and to be able to manage people and get the best out of them it's not about using the stick all the time i i do admit to you know some people will say that sometimes you need to do the stick yeah if you know you've tried the carrot and it doesn't work because some people are away from motivated right. they're motivated to to do work because they want to move away from getting scolded you see mm. but some people go for the carrot mm. so leaders who have high EQ will you know naturally be using more of the carrot mentality by and large you trust people to perform until they don't then you go and address them using all your communication and collaboration and relationship skills to get along with them. Okay. okay. And of course, why is it important higher up? Mm. Because people tend to model their leaders. Mm. Yeah, people at leadership positions, whether managing a unit or, you know, whether you're, you know, the CEO of an organization or country head or chairman, people are always looking at you. People are always looking to see if you're congruent with what you say. In what you say and what you do don't gel, they're not congruent, then you totally lose credibility. So, and But whatever it is, some people will choose to model the negative attributes in leaders. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, they will model. 
Because if I don't, then I might be. I'm not towing the line as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, if you want to model someone, you need to choose as well. Um, that's why I say leaders. You are. You need to have exemplary behavior, mm. and all of that comes from the inside out. Because if you're pretending, people will know. Yeah. Now, so what happens when we promote people with low EQ and SQ to high positions in an organization? Is that common? Sigh. 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 <laughs> I sigh louder. I know. It's a recipe for disaster. It's more common than you think. Okay, when you have leaders with low EQ, you have leaders who have little self-awareness. Mm. They don't understand that they can't control their emotions. They can't even school their facial expressions. <laughs> their tonality is harsh. They mm. use profanities. And you think, oh, are people like that? Oh, well, I've come across people like that myself. Mm. They've never used it on me when I was an, an employed because but I never allowed it. Well. When you say uh, th- there's there's those with profanity and then there's those with uh, the passive-aggressive. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, two, yeah. Yeah, you which, have, is, which is even tougher. Yeah, which is even tougher because you really can't pinpoint, right? Yeah. So if they have little self-awareness, sometimes they have little self-esteem and then they feel very threatened. They cannot take constructive feedback. They cannot take someone else with better skills, higher competencies. So what will they will do is they will push people. Now, mm. you notice this, Frida. People, bosses who promote people with low EQ and SQ themselves usually have low EQ and SQ. Ah. Because if someone has got high EQ and high SQ, very passionate, very inspired, wanting to go out there and innovate and offer suggestions which are good, then sometimes they're afraid that they're showing the the, the hired boss mm. up. Lah. Like, I don't have those skills. But I mean, I often tell bosses, it's okay. It's okay to have your subordinates doing yeah. better than you. and the or, fa- or be different from you. Yeah, be different from you. You know, you want diversity in an organization. So um, th- people who don't have this EQ, uh, you know, they talk back to people. They have emotional outbursts. They encourage gossip and back talk and silo formation. Mm. And they use the divide and conquer method. Okay, they undermine the enthusiastic worker, they use sarcasm, bring the bright ones down, they nitpick, they don't give their people the freedom to be creative and innovative. Now, why on earth would you want to promote someone like that? Why? For because you are insecure, you want to put someone like you, like that also, so that you, know, you perpetuate this. How are you looking at the greater good of the organization? Hmm. Because here's the thing. People who are contented, people who ha- who feel that there is an atmosphere of openness and transparency, who can give feedback, who are confident their ideas are being heard, uh, you know, where they can receive empathy and even caring. Uh, I dare say that word today, it's, it's so important, especially among our Gen Y. Yeah. They want to feel recognized and important and purposeful. Now, people like this are going to give so much more to your organization. So why use the harsh uh, stick method and suppress people and talk down to them and yell at them and you know undermine them? It's just a reflection of you, really. Yeah, and I don't think even it's it's about what the millennials want. It's people will only, what they will only they know how much you care. I don't know mm, what the yeah, expression yeah. is, right? Mm. Uh, you know, from from your actions as well. So how do we then increase our EQ skills? Okay, la, at the risk of sounding promotional here, I would tell you <laughs> that NLP is one way that, you know, when it's people true. go through those techniques, really it helps to enhance their mm. why. Because um, one of the things is that you need to know your values. 
you need to understand, elicit, you know, usually get someone to elicit your values. Understand what your values are and use them as a guide, a compass to evaluate your actions at all times. That's self-awareness, okay? Another thing is be aware of the negative emotions that have built up inside of you and find a way to release them. Or whatever way you want to do, you want to use a coach to do it. You want to use NLP techniques. You want to use spirit, you know, your religious techniques. Talk to God, prayer, meditation, whatever. Okay, then learn the art of putting yourself in the other person's shoes in order to be able to empathize. A big part of EQ is also, you know, empathizing. Look behind people's behavior to who they really are. Mm. All right, empathize with them and know know how to separate behavior from um, the person. Okay, practice expressing emotions in a rational and objective way instead of flying off the handle. Mm. First, start with telling people, "Hey, I I really care about you. I really appreciate you having you as a, my friend." Mm. So when you do that, then you are kind of like putting into the emotional bank account. You know, they know that you care. So tomorrow, when you go and give them constructive feedback, do you mind if I were to say that something that you're doing is, you know, has been upsetting me for a while? Mm. Can I talk to you about it? People know you care, so they're more able yeah. to listen to you, right. right? Now, continuously evaluate how you feel and why you feel that way. One of the first things I do when people come to me for coaching is for one week, uh, for one month actually, get them to start an emotional diary. Write the date. Mm-hmm. And then the time that you're feeling a particular emotion, whether it's positive or negative, okay. and what could have triggered it. Right. So you're becoming more aware of your feelings. So many of us are not aware. We suppress our feelings, suppress, suppress, suppress. That's why we begin to have backache, headache and all that. Because that's just your mind's way, of unconscious mind's way of saying, hello, please deal with it. You know, you need to get rid of all this because they're not good for you. And so, face your strengths and your weaknesses and capitalize on your strengths and work on your weaknesses. Right. It's about learning how to also engage with people. If you're a like, very quiet, introverted person, mm. make that step. Like every day at work, you're going to go and talk to one new person or maybe go and have lunch with one new person to learn to build those relationships. Because EQ is not just about self-awareness, mm. it's also about relationship management, mm. right? Mm. Uh, what about SQ skills? How do we enhance those? I think SQ skills is about getting involved in activities that leave you exhilarated and passionate about life. Now, you might not necessarily find it in your 9-to-5 work job. Mm. But you got to you got to not wake up every morning and say, you have to go to work. That, that definitely. Yeah. you got to do something to build yourself and say, I'm going to work. And what is that work for? And what am I contributing to the organization and to the people? Now, you might be having a very mundane job and very task-oriented, say more, say more. But it doesn't mean that you can't do things differently. You can't mm. go in there and be a person who is like a candle in a dark room. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't have to be the, the generator, la, you know, the whole TNB, right? Mm. You can just be one candle and everyone <laughs> around there ha- working in that mundane environment can look forward to you coming because you can give someone a, 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 a optimistic word here, right. a, a word of encouragement, a shoulder to cry on. That is also having purpose, mm. okay? And at the same time, you can go outside and look at something to do where you can find purpose you can volunteer with um with uh, you know some sort of uh, organization ngo my friend joycelyn lee be very happy for people come and volunteer at her pit stop cafe right. and they'll go work in an old folks home do something or even you know just cook and go and give food to a old elderly neighbor whose children are not around invite her for tea you might have not much to talk about but you are making an impact on someone's life you know and and i 
think I don't know if you know the story of the starfish. Uh, I don't mm. know if I've, you know that story of yeah, the starfish, I do. Okay, right? Yeah. Okay, sh- shall we talk about sure. that? Okay, about this old man who's walking by the beach from f- afar. He sees a small boy um, bending down over and over again to pick something from the beach and throw it into the sea. And he comes nearer to investigate, very curious, and he sees that there's thousands of starfish stranded on the beach because of the tide. And this boy is picking them up and throwing them back into the water. And he says to the young boy, he says, young man, you're throwing the starfish back into the water, but there are thousands stranded there. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. make a difference to all of them. You, 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 can't, you can't throw all these starfish back and save all their lives. And the boy just looked at him and bent down, picked up another starfish and threw it into the water and says, well, uncle, it just made a difference to that one. Right. So it's not trying to change the world, you know, go and change the whole country and all that. Start with one person mm. in your life around you. And this reminds me of that bricklayer story when this guy, you know, spoke to two bricklayers. And what are you doing? One said, I'm laying bricks. And the other one says, I'm building a church. Ah. You know, it's Correct. just you know how do you, what do you what how, how do you view your work, right? And you're contributing to to the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. So I think for all of us who you know have task oriented jobs and all that, um, mundane jobs, maybe if you you have to look at how that is contributing to the greater purpose of your organization. Mm. What's the purpose of your organization in that community? And then how are you contributing to that? And how are you contributing to the people around you? Right. So go do things uh, that raise your awareness of your position in the world. Okay, uh, we'll go for a little breather. I still want to continue our conversation about why EQ and SQ are crucial in the workplace uh, with Sheila Singham from Human Equation. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Balanced Frank Medium, BFM 89.9. Lisa Gamer Enterprise this Monday morning and uh, Sheila Singer from Human Equation is here in our Tools for Transformation series. Uh, we're talking about why EQ and SQ are crucial in the workplace, EQ being emotional uh, quotient and SQ being spiritual quotient. Um, you know, what what can we expect in organizations uh, when we, you know, where we pay, we're paying attention to equipping people with EQ and SQ skills? I got a long list. You got time and God. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Of course, you are going to get increased productivity and you're going to get higher performance because Mm. people are going to be happier. That's going to be more trust and transparency in the workplace. People feel freer to communicate, collaborate, give ideas and so on. And when they find that their ideas are being received openly and gladly by the you know, senior management who's implementing and acting on them, there's a sense of ownership. Mm. All right? And when there's a sense of ownership, there's going to be more dedication and loyalty to the company because people say, hey, it's a good place to be. They're listening to me. They're taking my ideas and I'm contributing because one of the fundamental things and one of the top things that is important to employees in the survey done by Kuzas and Posner who wrote the five leadership key leadership practices is a sense of purpose. Mm. People need a sense of purpose so that they feel that they belong and then their dedication and loyalty to the company increases. When that happens, you have decreased turnover. So the resources that you need to spend hiring, training and all that goes can be used for other things, right? Mm. So it's more cost effective. Staff will go the extra mile. They will be very positive. The atmosphere is cheerful. And people, clients walk in, stakeholders walk in, they're greeted with staff who look happy to be there. And Mm. people are going like, hi, good morning, how are you? Now, I found a couple of organizations where I go and that happens. Even the 
cleaning lady comes out and says, Selamat pagi. Right. You know, and it's like really so nice to be there, right? Mm. And then, of course, people are creative. Mm. You When companies that want to grow must innovate. Okay? And innovation and all comes with creativity. And creativity can only flourish if you allow people to make mistakes also. Mm. And you allow people to try new things, make mistakes, all right? And give them then room to do so. And then so that people can be creative in an a atmosphere of trust mm-hmm. rather than an atmosphere of fear. If I'm going to be punished for trying something new and then it didn't work out, I'm not going to be creative. I'm not yeah. going to come and give why, you new ideas. Why bother? Why bother, right? And then, of course, you know, you really will have leaders who are respected, leaders who are loved. Now, leaders are people who have followers. You see some leaders who, when they move organizations, people follow them. Yeah. Now, those are two leaders. I would suspect if you were to go and have a chat with them, people who have EQ and SQ. Otherwise, why would people go? I think we've discussed before yeah. um, that people leave organizations because of people. Yeah. Okay, so whether the, the the person leading them is a, a low EQ, SQ, you know, a real a nightmare to work mm. for, they will leave and go somewhere else. Mm. Uh, but if that person's a darling to work for and he I moves, I will follow you. I follow you wherever you may go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Over the hills and mountains and so on. And of course, um, so you will have an atmosphere where appreciation and recognition flows without prejudice or envy. Right. Okay. Now, why are we not paying more attention to these skills then? I suspect number one is that the people who are up there driving the hiring and all that, the vision of the organization themselves maybe don't have the EQ and SQ. Mm, Now, very interestingly, lately I've been doing some work with some companies which are focusing very much on the EQ and SQ. Some um, GLCs actually. So I know when people out there say, oh, you're dealing with GLCs, they go, no, they don't have all these intelligences. I would beg to differ. They're really placing an importance in this because begin to realize mm. that when you have this productivity goes up creativity goes up you know stakeholder um, satisfaction levels also go up right now one of the reasons why EQ and SQ is not, SQ is not being stressed is first of all there is no visible ROI la. you know I mean you can't look at it and see the numbers I send people for training they're happy and then their profits are going up that takes time Okay, it's not going to happen in six months or one year. But everyone is anchored to the one-year target now. And I mean, people are not looking at long-term. So, mm. because stakeholders, are, shareholders are putting pressure, investors are putting pressure. So, corporations feel the need to crunch the numbers. It becomes a numbers game involving the dollar sign. Profits and assets, you know, physical assets become the focus. And what organizations are not realizing is that the biggest asset, unless you're fully automated, lah, mm. the biggest asset you have are your people. Even right. if you're fully automated, where are the creative ideas coming from? Yeah. Coming from people, right? Okay? Right. So, we have become so desensitized today in the corporate sector that we think everything has to be like in the mind. Everything mm. has to be unemotional, intellectual. We forget that human beings are about mind, body and spirit. We are spirit beings with intelligence and with bodies that carry that intelligence. Mm. So, you, if you say emotions have no part in the corporate sector that is just I don't know where that that's come from that's how we act, act operate actually yeah. please don't get emotional please we, we, we you know we, we really don't want to know about what you feel about this tell us what you think about this mm. but feelings are important mm. people like Richard Branson they make decisions based on gut feeling mm. okay so we're 
people with emotions, we need to learn to manage our emotions and manage our feelings towards others so that we can have more meaningful relationships at work and life. And this is EQ. Hmm. And then for SQ, in order to be have a sense of satisfaction, contentment, fulfillment about what we're doing, we need to have a sense of purpose and we need to be fulfilling that purpose. So what leaders need to do, instead of focusing on the money in the bottom line, is tell people this is the vision of the organisation, this is our purpose for existing. And that purpose has to relate to whatever impact and contribution you're making to the environment. Hmm. Okay, If you're making cars... Translate the vision instead of being the best car company, number one car company in Malaysia by this year. Translate that vision into what are you doing in terms of transportation for people. You know, So when you give people a sense of purpose from the lowest level, show them what an important cog they are in that big wheel. People have a sense of pride. People want to contribute. People want to be part of your organization. So I think that uh, there's a lot of money being put into technical training today. I think that they really need to split that budget and start giving people EQ and SQ training, how to communicate with each other, how to get along, how to manage your state, you know, how so that you are productive at work, whether you're feeling good or lousy, and how do you interact with each other, how do you set up what I call them, I call them... Um, ideation labs, you know, where you get people from all different levels in the organization to come together. Sometimes you can put the tea lady there and ask her for an opinion for maybe how do you enhance uh, employee engagement in the organization. Everyone's got ideas. It doesn't mean that if your IQ, your technical competence is not very high, that you don't have EQ. Mm. On the contrary, I found people like um, who have not much education, not even past standard six. But when they, I talk to them about how they treat their employees, it's amazing. They have far more EQ and SQ than people in heading public listed companies. Right. Because you learn, because basically it comes about knowing yourself and having empathy for your fellow human. All right. Thanks for being with us again, Sheila. I'm sure we'll have another exciting topic next month. Uh, Sheila Singham from Human Equation talking about why EQ and SQ are crucial in the workplace. You've been listening to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.